Good afternoon. Here we are again at Catholic Missionary Conversations with Bishop Tom Zengula, and I am Barbara Fai, the um, one of the hosts, I guess. I guess Bishop is my other host, co-host, right? However you look at it. Barbara. <laughs> Anyways, I, you just tell me to show up, and I show up. And, I, and you do. I'm just like, so my happy about that. And so I wanted to focus on um, your recent meeting with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops just this past month, or last month, I guess. And there's kind of some interesting things you had to say about that whole experience. Would that be okay if we talked about that? Yeah, that'd be great. I'll try to remember. What, whatever happened there, right? Whatever happened there. Okay. I mean. So I thought you talked about the importance of fraternal dialogue and how um, the opportunity for prayer and Eucharistic adoration throughout the assembly built on attentiveness to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, it wasn't, you know, we, this wasn't the first time that we've started meeting this oh, okay. way. But I think the last November meeting we did, <clears throat> and, um, and people liked, the bishops liked that, and as a way to start the meeting, and so, yeah, it was, um, uh, we, we started with prayer. That was the first thing that happened on Monday morning, was it? Or afternoon, whatever it was. Um, the, but anyway, it's the first thing, <clears throat> I think Monday morning. And, right, so there's, we're, we're, it's, we're praying before the Blessed Sacrament. There's the opportunity for um, uh, celebrating the Sacrament of Reconciliation. There's, you know, people there for that. And then a bishop an older retired bishop. Um, the last these two times we've done it mm-hmm. has given a talk about whatever, you know, um, unity, you know, in, in, in essence, and um, and and then we right. That's kind of the morning in a sense, um, and it's been very good. And so there's that's one thing we've been working on in terms of what inspired that. I mean, you said it started like a year ago when you started because remember. I do remember. That's why I'm asking and Like you. not this last June, but the June before. There's a yeah. November meeting, but there's also a June meeting. And it was Zoom, which isn't, you know, didn't help probably. And right. we were talking about, I don't know, oh, what, what was it? I think it was about like, the just, election. Well, it, it was not, yeah, not um, distributing communion to certain politicians, politicians. that kind of thing. <laughs> it wasn't. Our finest moment, but it's it's fine. I mean, in terms of people are honest, and here's their stuff, and right. we can disagree with each other. And so then we wanted to start the next meeting um, in a different way after that. I think that's when it kind of I think that started. was it. Right. So it helps you calm down a little bit when you're having your discussions, right? Well, it just puts you in the, you know, in a good, um, you know, frame of mind maybe going into this thing. Exactly. And that we pray together, and we have this common faith that we share, and I mean, um, and and the role that we play in the church, and I mean, we're brothers, right? And before you know, as bishops, and everybody knows that, but it's kind of maybe you can lose sight of that along and the way. And brothers don't always get along. I, I do recall that I have some brothers that right, yeah, I get along with, yeah. But anyway, so now the nuncio, Archbishop Christopher Pierre. Um, the papal nuncio, he told the bishops that the spreading the gospel message is particularly important as we live through a time of accelerated change. And so I was wondering, he said one way to determine if the church is following its missionary role is to look at how 
local churches are functioning as evangelizing communities. What does that mean to you? What, how are, what are we doing in our diocese to be evangelizing communities? So the, our, the nuncio always gives an, a talk early on, an opening address mm-hmm. always. And he, he does a good job, I think. In our diocese, I mean, I've said evangelization is kind of the main thing. And it's not just because it's my thing, because it was Jesus' thing too, go out to all the nations, you know, and all that. And, and we've been focusing on that. And we started on that road before the pandemic. And the pandemic sort of interfered with kind of where we were going things, which is fine. We had a chance to regroup and, 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 and think about things maybe differently. And, you know, we've hired a director of evangelization, and, um, and he's been getting his feet on the ground. He's been in this role for maybe a year and a half now. And we are uh, – and kind of get things going again. Okay, how are we going to do that? Well, here's the synod, and there's these listening sessions. And we're going to do, what, to, to do, the, to do that, participate in that, as, as Pope Francis wanted us to. And um, and then we've had our summary. We, we put together our summary and passed it on, and then it goes, I don't know, it goes up the ladder, or whatever. So, but we can, and that'll play itself out. However, it plays itself out eventually in Rome. This mm-hmm. nodal process, but that doesn't mean we can't do something at, at our level. And, and here, here's the gift. Here's this thing. We've heard people. Let's 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 discern where the Spirit is calling us from given what we've heard, where do we mm-hmm. go with this? And we are, we're working on that. And, and um, we're taking our time. And eventually next year we'll, um, you know, decide kind of, we've already decided kind of what we want to focus on the next three years. And then, you know, so for the next year, then uh, what, what, how are we going to put that into action? What's it going to look like? And, That's exciting. Yeah, and we're taking our time with it. We'll... Hopefully, having a, we're planning on having an event, a kickoff event here, you know, at St. Ambrose, where we're recording this, and uh, in the summer, and, um, and and do what you're saying. And it's continual dialogue with people, isn't it? I mean, we've been doing that this whole fall too, haven't we? Yeah, with right. The parishes, right. We've been asking parish councils and s- school boards to to um, help us with this process and help us discern where to go, um, kind of what the next step will be, what we, what we focus on. And yeah, and we take that and okay, here we'll kind of, we've been talking about that, what there's, what they've said. And here's these three things that they're saying we should, should focus on. I mean, we could do a podcast on that someday. Yeah, we will. At some point at the right time. And um, and then we'll be in, we'll stay in touch with them along the way, like you're saying, listening and ha- keep them engaged. And that's that's what we're learning about this, you know, being a synodal church is we need to do that better. And we'll walk together and see where see where, where it gets us. That sounds great. And then what about you? Described. Um, I mean, it seemed like this whole assembly with your fellow bishops, your brother bishops, was really a lot about relationship building and. And um, you described uh, what I would call a poignant presentation in which um, Mark Williams, a victim survivor of clergy sexual abuse, spoke. Um, and so did uh, a church leader who, who listened to his cry for help. And that was Cardinal Joseph Tobin, I think, of Newark, New Jersey. And you were talking about you, that you did, were trying to describe that experience to me. Can you talk a little bit about uh, right? So that before we get to that, we can talk. Okay, we talked about how we started the 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 the, um, the, the plenary um, assembly. 
but also we had opportunities for fraternal dialogue mm-hmm. along the way. I'll get to your answer your question yeah. eventually, but just to kind of give it some Set context, the atmosphere. On, okay. right? And, and and yeah, um, we did, we did fraternal dialogue. We had done we had done two or three of those um, in June at our June meeting, and it was good. There's maybe I don't know. 12, 15 bishops in each group. And there's the whole, the, the, there's the large assembly oh, where yeah, we're all gathered. Yeah. And there's that whole experience, which is most, most bishops don't talk because it's, I don't know, it's this large group. Maybe it's a little bit intimidating, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, um, and there's, there's no offense, but journalists there with their That's microphones right. and cameras. And, and it's just this, it can, you know, it's just, most guys, there's some that talk, just a small percentage that talk a lot, right? And with these fraternal dialogues, though, everybody talks, and you mm-hmm. can get a better sense. Okay, here's the su- here's what here's the, the subjects that we want you to talk about. We had we did two of those in November, That's right. and um, and you get a better gauge of where people are at, and and just the interactions. There's more, just better stuff. There's more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a different chemistry, a different kind of a feel to it. And so that was good. People like that, and you get to know other bishops in terms of relationships and and and, and that sort of a thing. And and the other thing, so that was different. Although we did it in June, but never in a November meeting. And then and then in the you picked it random for these groups. Yeah, it was just all random. Oh, okay. And then at in 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 the big large conference room. Use it's always been these rows of chairs and yeah. you know and tables and this time there were round tables and you know when you walk in there the first time well this is different you know and it, it is and it's you it, it just engage each other in a different way and the only downside of it for me is the the ones who are on that this there is the front area you know the stage thing and all that where you know where the the, the president is and vice president those people and. So if you're on that side, you have to turn your chair around, right? It's a little oh, bit awkward yeah, for a couple a people sacri- at each table. Sacrifice to make. But one thing that they didn't do, I think they 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 didn't have any kind of small group stuff. We had our fraternal ties where we went in different places for that, but we could do some of that there. Yeah. You know, and 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 okay, here's something you guys talk at your table, and you know, and and then people can share, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, it might be hard for you to share because it'd be a lot of tables, and you couldn't, you know, you couldn't have, every, you know, <laughs> hear from each one. So I don't know, I don't know what would happen with that. But but so that's all good. So getting back, get to your, back to your question, what was that again? Oh yeah, the um, about the victim. Survival. Yeah, well, it was it was a twenty year anniversary of the charter, and we're kind of and kind of going to working on revising that, updating it, and 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 we kind of wanted. I think they wanted to to do something with that whole thing with clergy sexual abuse. And, um, so there's this guy, a victim survivor, um, Mr. Williams, um, his first name was what? Uh, Mark. Yeah. Mark. And he is very eloquent, very committed Catholic. He didn't walk away from the church with this thing. He, and so he spoke, you know, and he, he could, uh, he could be, you know, he wasn't, he was, he could be challenging, but in a respectful way. I mean, he, you know, he, so he, he wasn't like totally in, in, you know, in the face of the bishops and, you know, but, but he's just, okay, here's my, and then the McCarrick situation in 2018, um, that kind of, uh, kind of 
re-triggered things for him. Yeah, and it was hard. And so his bishop, his Cardinal Tobin, and they met somewhere. Somehow they ended up talking and getting to know each other. And and so they each told their the story of that in their own way. First, Mr. Williams. And the thing about Cardinal Tobin was he was hurting too, not as deeply as, you know, somebody has been right. abused, you know, yeah. but he, the, the McCarrick thing was centered in his diocese because, you know, before he got there, that was kind of where McCarrick was. And, um, and then also there was a Pennsylvania attorney general report was about that time, which oh, was yeah. really hard for everybody and, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, whatever else. And so they're both hurting and they, and they connect in that pain and they both they both respect each other, admire each other, and they've they've walked with each other. They've walked with each other, and, and probably more so, Cardinal Tobin walking with Mr. Williams, and um, it was it was touching for me anyway. Wow. It was very moving that 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 um, just that relationship, as you termed it, um, how good that's been actually for both of them, and 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 he's. You know, Cardinal Tobin goes to him for, uh, you know, advice or kind of running things by him, things that went with regard to clergy sexual abuse and how the church is dealing with that. And he's like, you know, he's one of his advisors on that kind of a thing. And so they went into more detail and I can't remember all the details, but it doesn't matter for this. But um, it was, it was the church at its best, I think. Well, and for, you have a relationship with uh, Cardinal Tobin yourself, because you're on, isn't he the head of the African? He was. Okay, he's good. Yeah, no, no, but he still, he went to our meeting. We had a meeting, you know, before, mm-hmm. the meeting before the big meeting. And uh, and he's is still something that's important to him. And yeah, so he was, he was at that. Oh, that's great. And so then I was just wondering, yeah. And, and um, so you talked about that. And then you talked about some of the other things that you talked about were, um, that were really touching was the um, presentation by the um, Archbishop of the Ukrainian Catholic Archiparchy? Ar- Ar- how do you pronounce that? Archiparchy? Ar- Archiparchy, I think, yeah. Philadelphia. Um, they should probably come up with a term that we can pronounce a little easier, but at any rate, you talked about a presentation he gave that was really moving. Um, I think his name was Archbishop Boris Good Ziak. You know, I don't know about the arch. It's eparchy. Is it? Is that so? It's an eparchy. arch eparchy. Maybe it's arch probably eparchy. arch eparchy. Arch probably. Eparchy. Anyway, so okay, yeah. yeah, right. He gave a. Tell me about that. What was he talking about, and why was he invited to be there? Well, this. If you pay attention to the news, are <laughs> there's some stuff <laughs> about right. Ukraine in there? Oh my gosh, that's right. And, there's a war going on there. Right. So it was because of that, and he. Um, he he spoke eloquently and with passion and um, about that whole situation. He kind of laid it out. He was very 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 grateful to the to the church in the United States supporting them. Very um, that was 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 good to hear. I you know I didn't even realize how much the church has been helping, um, and obviously the country as well. You know, kind of in its role. Um, so he was he he talked about that whole situation. And and he gave he gave numbers about you know how this was affecting people over there, pe- numbers of people and you know um, houses without electricity and and um, 
and the destruction of, of houses and healthcare facilities and schools. And if he was talking now, he would talk, I don't think he, that, that time he met, talked about the electrical system, yeah. electri- you know, that's the system for, um, what would that be? Electrical? No. Yeah. Electricity the, the system, the grid, grid or whatever. whatever. Yeah. He, that was kind of like, I think right after that. Right. That's another terrible thing, and so he was just kind of helping us understand how how much his people are being his people are being affected by that. Or you know, I mean, he's in the United States, but um, we even talked about like just the idea of something as simple as millions of windows had been broken. Yeah, he made out. it. That's something I never thought about, but he made a big point about that. Just kind of help you get a sense of that. So it's it's winter's coming, and he compared it to the. He compared it to um, like the Twin Cities and Chicago, and and can you imagine not having windows in your house? And and I was thinking, well, why can't you just put plywood? You know, I mean, it's yeah. still it's not gonna you know as if you have good windows, it's gonna be um, more efficient with regard to heat. But but and I was thinking, gosh, but then you wouldn't have light, right? right. Can you imagine yeah. how that? So that just kind of like worse, no light or no heat. No, I know, but I but. Um, it just puts it in perspective. Okay, I don't have a house. That's terrible. I mean, really terrible. But, but, gosh, a house. We have a house, but no windows. And I mean, they say Russia is using um, the weather to. He's weaponizing the weather. Yeah. To try right. and and um, right harm the people of that country, and it's just amazing. Yeah, but, it is right. So, and, he's, in terms of relationship, too, he did say. At the end, he invited, and he, he's going to be go, there, going there in February or something. And he was invited anybody to come along with that, with him, any of the bishops, because you do, you know, when you're that firsthand thing, you you do you get, you know, you obviously it's a much more of an impact than if you just read Is about it. Is that something that intrigues you? Yeah. yeah, I would love to go there, except I was just to Africa and right. Ireland, and and I, and I have some other things I need to do. Um, mm-hmm. play a couple places I have to go that time of the year. I would love to go um, and, and experience that, but it's not the right time for me. Not the right time. And then um, they, I guess you got an update on the National Eucharistic Revival. I know our diocese is involved in that, this three-year initiative. Um, yeah, the new thing with that, and I and this had been come up, this came out before a meeting, you know, shortly beforehand, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like brand new information if you're just paying attention. But that there's this this these um, kind of pilgrimage things, pilgrimages like mm-hmm. you know to to um, Indianapolis, starting one at the border, one somewhere out west, mm-hmm. some and then someplace in the northeast, and um, and at the headwaters of the Mississippi, Mississippi or something. All right. And so that so that's this new thing that some people are really getting excited about, especially like young people. Um, Anyway, so and then otherwise, we just kind of the cost is going to be half as much, like fourteen million or thirteen million versus. That's good. Which was yeah, because it, people were some people were criti- critical about how much it would cost, and so anyway, just giving an update on that. So are we going to try and send some pilgrims from our diocese? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, on this Eucharistic revival walk, but I don't know. I have to talk to those in charge i haven't heard anything about that but it's it's a it's it's a ways away in terms of the details i think this is just a new thing that they're that they're think you know they're right. going to do there you think it's a good idea yeah i mean if you do it in the right way yeah too bad it's not a bike ride bishop yeah we could yeah that'd be interesting 
carrying the blessed sacrament. Oh, that would be that would be a little. Well, I guess you could like have a little carrier on the front of your uh, bike or strap something. a monstrance to your um, <laughs> handlebars. To your, your handlebars. You'd have to be really careful about not yeah, crashing. Yeah. Um, then you talked about too a presentation by the National Advisory Council which included a suggestion for the bishops to develop practical and pastoral guidance on gender dysphoria to help lay people and clergy in their parishes, schools, and other settings. Now, I know we have a, the Diocese of Danport has a gender committee, and you've been studying and wrestling with this issue for nearly two years. What Can you talk about that? Yeah, so that was one of a thousand things uh-huh. put out there. But, um, but yeah, we, we have been working on that, and... Um, taking our time because it's a thorny subject and, and you know, there's kind of like um, everybody's trying to figure this thing out. And I, I don't know, we, we, we probably will put something out eventually, maybe even before too long. Um, so there's some principles, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and then to, to, to kind of to keep in mind when decisions are made about that. I don't know. We're not sure if we're going to put like specific policies at this point, right? Because that's those are flashpoints for that. But um, it's just uh, it's it's so there's the truth and the teachings of the church that you know really it's really important. But then there's also the pastoral side of it. Take you know walking with people and taking them where they are, and and um, so how do you kind of blend that together? And um, we're I, I I think we're thinking at this point uh, that. Um, principles, and maybe we just deal with these on a case-by-case basis mm-hmm. at, this, at this point and, and kind of um, f- find our way. We can always adjust and adapt and whatever, so we'll see. We're, we're, we've learned a lot um, over the last couple of years, a lot by talking to people and experts and people who suffer from, you know, um, you know um, gender dysphoria and whatever, and and um, and and experts and and so we've learned a lot and um, so I think we're better able to to deal with that situation. But we're still learning and um, well, and that's part of relationship out. building too, isn't it? I mean, that's the learning and listening and yeah. and growing together. I mean, listening to other people, whether it's experts in a field or people who have experienced right, and it's synodal. You know, right. I mean, that's kind of listening and and um, and learning and mm-hmm. accompanying. And then, um, I mean, one thing we're doing. Yeah, I think we've with that we have a, a support group that we're. I don't think it's up and running, but we're kind of we're kind of offering that. I think. I think that's sort of. I don't know if people have jumped on board with that yet, or I'm not sure what that's at exactly. But we're you know we kind of want to offer that. You know, in terms of walking with people and relationship and whatever. It's very sensitive. It's a very, very sensitive subject. So people are probably maybe a little, um, I don't know, reluctant to engage in the conversation maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we just haven't gotten the word out very widely yet. Yeah. And then I was just wondering, um, you also made a presentation at the um, at, at invitate. You were invited to make a presentation, I think, on behalf of the Catholic Campaign for Human Development for an award for one of our priests from our diocese, right? Right. So um, it's an award. It's um, it's presented by the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, as you said, and it's called the 
Cardinal Bernadin New Leadership Award, which honors young adults who demonstrate leadership in fighting poverty and injustice in the United States through community-based solutions. So um, one of our priests, um, Father Guillermo Trevino, was was nominated for that award, and, and he received it. It's just one award in the, you know, um, in, in the country each year. And so he, uh, so they asked me since I was his bishop um, mm-hmm. to um, attend that ceremony and, and to, uh, to, um, to give him the award. So it was, that was. Uh, what advice did you give him? Well, the advice I gave him when he, I heard that he received the award before, uh-huh. you know, long before Baltimore, it was, I, you know, he's, I knew he was nominated and everything. So he let me know that he had in a text or something that he'd received the war award. And, and I, my advice, my, what I said, my response was congratulations. Don't get a big head about it. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> so that was my advice. And, um, so yeah, he, it, it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. There's some people that came from here, Catholic worker, a couple people, well, and, or yeah, maybe one or two from there. And then he had, a, he got a $1,000, um, kind of, Okay. award and he used it to pay for the, the airfare for, and, and, mo- and hotel room for a couple of people um, from each of the parishes. Oh, that's cool. It was really great. Yeah, that, it, you know, had been a part of the, you know, the work that he was, he's been doing. And, and so there's, and there's, you know, people there, there, people could kind of come and go, you kind of, oh, it was okay. heavy hors d'oeuvres, you kind of graze a little bit, whatever. And so during that time, I don't think they were all, were all there when, during the presentation, maybe a couple of them were, but um, while people were hanging out for a long time before and after this award was given, and there were four cardinals that wow. floated through, it was interesting. And of course, Father Guillermo had um, selfies taken with each of them. That's <laughs> his thing, thing. <laughs> and he's it's out there in social media, I'm sure, and everything else. And and um, so it was it was actually a lot of fun. It was, people were in good humor and. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I was, was, I enjoyed being a part of that. That's great. What were some other highlights from the meeting that, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, regarding relationship building, what what did you think of anything that, um, really struck you as something to, um, build on here in the diocese? I don't know. Um, I jot down a lot of notes about things like yes, that. I, I mean, I, and, you know, and I actually, after our first uh, like directors meeting after that, after the um, the plenary assembly, I, I you know I run around to like about four or five different directors. Okay, here's this thing that's going on and that thing, and are you aware of this? And here's something I learned, and so just kind of that making connections with folks and. Um, you know, and, and, and learning things and passing it on to most of the things they, they already knew something about it, you know, but, but then there were some things about, about just different programs, different, whatever things that are out there. But then there were some things not like at that level, but just something I learned that was interesting. And, and I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is something we can do, um, in our, in our diocese. And I never, when I, when I give those people, I don't, it's just because I give, I don't expect them necessarily to run with it. I mean, I would let them know if I, you know, if that's the case. But more, more so, it's here's something to think about, you know. And 
so that's all relationships, you know, that from there and then yeah. back here. And, and what about your you, – you had a meeting of your subcommittee on Africa. Didn't you have one right. of those before the meeting? Yeah, it was on the – I think the Sunday and before. Didn't you give a presentation on your trip to Africa? Yeah, so they wanted me to do that. Um, so we go through all the stuff, your regular business, including especially the grant grants. You know, and, um, and do we what ones we are going to accept and how much? And we've already a lot of that work's been done ahead of time, so it's not like it's just kind of okay. it's anything, anything anyone wants to talk about. But there's all this other stuff we talk about, and then, then they want they wanted me to, um, and then. Uh, and Fritz, the guy that right. I, from the um, is a consultant to that committee, to, to kind of talk about our um, our trip, and so we had a there's a PowerPoint and photos, and um, I was mostly he wanted me to kind of be the presenter, and then he could you know fill in and, and along the way, and kind of it was partly I you know it was one thing it was one thing was just what you learn, and for everybody it's because it it was really helpful to be there. And you know when yes. you're looking at these grants and stuff, and and it's all sort of over there somewhere to actually be there. I wasn't all in all of Africa, just you know right. a couple of places in southern Africa. But so um, kind of it could help them in terms of evaluating these grants and being a, a member of this committee and the work that we do to, to see it through my eyes, right? My experience. Okay. So I just kind of put it all out there. But also they kind of like. Maybe have other bishops do that. I mean, there's only you know, it's, 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 there's some cost involved, and but maybe like even if it was just like one a year right. to go to some different some part of Africa to be to do kind of something similar. You're part of this a plenary assembly of some regional group of of um, bishops and dioceses, um, or you know, and then I also you know, then besides that, if that was in. Namibia, and then I went to Malawi, and more just sort of this more informal kind of traveling around and visiting folks and stuff. So they kind of wanted to um, kind of get other bishops, you know, interested in maybe doing that because it's a big deal. I mean, I was there two weeks. That's a, it's hard for me to get away, and, and you know, and, and they wanted me to be there longer. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. And so. I mean, may, even if it can't be two weeks, even if it's like a week, which is a long ways to go for a week, but yeah. a week and a half. Anyway, um, yeah, so afterwards, there are probably, there's not that many people, bishops on this committee, but there are about three or four that were excited about going over there. So it was successful in yes, that, 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 yes. that, 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 yeah, because, you know, I, I can, I, you know, I want to learn more about this country. And part of it's just, you know, you you want an experience and the right. church in Africa and everything, but 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 you know, but also with this committee, it's work. Right. You know, those two can go together very well. Just to you can we can do a better job. So it is all about relationship building. Every aspect of that meeting, it sounds like, was involved with building a relationship in some way. Yeah, I mean that's that's hopefully life. You know that's, that's right. That's, you know we can, but but yeah, where you act, I mean, this this meeting maybe we focus on that more intentionally. Yes. And some of the stuff we talked about was just the normal stuff, but it was more intentional here. But but even the normal thing, um, sometimes we kind of we don't we kind of take that for granted and we don't think that through and uh, we can you know we can focus on that more and build stronger relationships and do a better job of advancing the kingdom of God. So more more round tables. Jesus probably did Jesus have a round table at the Last Supper? 
Well, there's the Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci one. It wasn't round. No. They're all on one side. It's like one of those level ones. <laughs> they were all on one side. I mean, so, I mean, I don't, they probably wasn't a table. I think they were, they sit, they sit in the floor. Well, in that, that Last Supper painting, it looks I know, like I, I know that's somebody they probably did hundreds of years later. I we'll have to I check yeah, that out. Yeah, you do. You have to well, thanks. research on the internet. Okay, I'll do that. We'll talk about that next time, maybe. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick that day. <laughs> thanks a lot, Bishop. Yeah, you're welcome. See you next time. Mm.